It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. A pretty good effort from some of the new guys. But tonight, the Anaheim Ducks shoot down the Blackhawks' winning streak. It ends at a season-high five games as the Hawks fall in this one 4-2 to in Anaheim. The Ducks end up picking up their first regulation win against the Hawks this year as the Hawks now move to 21-33-5. Anaheim improves to 20-34-7. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 12-30 this morning, I guess, as we roll into Tuesday morning, and the Hawks fall in their first game on this road trip and again see their winning streak come to an end. Without further ado, let's head on back over to the Honda Center quickly and bring in Our buddy Troy Murray, whose assessment is not arbitrary whatsoever. Troy Murray, always kind enough to share his insight with us. And Troy, this was a game where you can pull a lot of positives from. Some of the newcomers making an impact. Special teams looking pretty promising today. Andres Athanasiu getting back on the score sheet. But uh, at the end of the day, this is a game where the Ducks took advantage late in a couple of periods. And they were able to roll with that momentum. Got to give the Hawks guys a, a lot of credit. This was a, a tough weekend. Jack Johnson heads to Colorado. You lose Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe to the Toronto Maple Leafs. There was a lot of goodbyes and hugs around the hotel uh, the last couple of days saying goodbye to their teammates and really popular teammates as well. So that's always you know tough uh, for a lot of the players to kind of swallow and you develop great relationships and all of a sudden those are, are gone and um, you know, you'll continue the friendship as you move forward, but, you know, it's tough to see teammates leave. So that was a, a tough way to kind of start the game tonight, but I did like the effort. I thought the energy from a lot of the players tonight was where it needed to be, execution. And maybe you kind of expect this, that uh, as you move forward, you don't have the high-end Patrick Kane, you know, in the lineup. You're missing some of that elite skill. Uh, give credit to the Ducks. They worked hard. This was a game that they probably deserved to win, but I thought the Hawks did, you know, at least really give it the effort that they were looking for. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of distractions. They started off the game well, so a lot of good things, a lot of positives, and you mentioned the power play. I thought it looked really good last game where it mustered up seven shots but didn't get any results. Tonight they got some results, two for four. And it is only one game, Troy, post some major moves from the trade deadline. Again, it still remains to be seen what's going to happen with Patrick Kane, but we knew that this was going to be a factor coming into this year about pieces moving and and guys being traded out. And I think that that environment that you talk about, the, the culture, the mentality that this team brings, once again showed that they can keep themselves motivated. I mean, that's what we've been praising throughout the year about this team. They do a good job of coming out and getting ready to play no matter the circumstances. Yeah, that's, it's been impressive. And, you know, you got you got to look at what, as you mentioned, kind of the plan was this year as far as, you know, what they wanted to do. They, they wanted to acquire assets, draft picks, prospects, you know, moving forward this season to build a base that they can, you know, start working on and then work this rebuild into where they're a contender. And I, I thought that, you know, Kyle Davidson, as as bad it was and as sad it was to see, you know, your teammates leave, I, I thought that he's done an excellent job at acquiring some assets that he can use as capital moving forward. You look at the Sam Lafferty deal for Alex Nylander, Sam Lafferty has become a, a wanted player in the NHL, and he was a big part of this deal 
uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you know he got him for Alex Nylander, and Nylander hasn't played in the NHL since. So you know you you, you look at the trade there, and you got look at a guy like Nylander that um, you know wasn't going to fit in. You, you make a trade. You, you trust Sam Lafferty. You give him that opportunity. He excels in it. Uh, and now you've you've you know you've turned in uh, to a trade that maybe at the beginning didn't look like a significant trade to something that really could help this team moving forward. So, you know, you have to kind of look at the big picture in this. It's tough to lose teammates, as I said, never easy. And there could be some more moves. And you know, for the Patrick Kane deal, if there is a deal that that uh, ends up taking place, you know, I mean, that's the end of an era for a, a big part of this organization for the last decade plus and it's just the nature of the beast but I think that the players have really kind of acknowledged that fact that it is what it is you have to move forward and again as we talked at the beginning of the show Joe it's an opportunity for some of these guys to get a chance at the NHL level which is great to see. Absolutely, and it was an opportunity for a handful of Rockford guys tonight. A couple of the newcomers already getting thrown into the fire with Andreas Englund and Joey Anderson. Uh, any initial thoughts of Joey Anderson's game? And, and also, I wanted to ask you this. How comfortable did you feel Jujar Kara was out there tonight? Well, I, I thought, you know, that line ended up being minus two. Um, you know, so they're... You know, you look at those numbers and you go, ah, you know, bummer. But I, I, I didn't mind Joey Anderson's game. He, he's a guy that's going to work hard. He didn't have any shots. And, uh, you know, he was part of the penalty kill out there. So good job for him. Jujar uh, came back, no shots uh, as well. So, you know, he, he's starting to feel his way back into the lineup. You have to get back to the pace of the NHL. You can do what you want in practices. But when you miss uh, a big chunk of time like uh, Jujar has, being out since December 23rd, that's a lot of time that you're you're trying to make up and get back into the the feel of things. And you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I thought he worked hard. He didn't get the results that he was hoping for. I, I would assume, but at the same time, he's going to get an opportunity to get right back at it tomorrow night. Speaking of tomorrow night, congratulations, Troy. You only have to endure one more sleep until you get to visit the Mullet Arena. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. I mean, we, I know heard, you have. We've heard a lot about it. Um, I'd like to, to see a new arena that's nineteen thousand there and it's filled. But if you know, for a less than five thousand seat arena that's got thirteen rows, <laughs> I, I guess the atmosphere is incredible. Our broadcast positions uh, are supposedly in a, in a building like that are going to be fantastic. So that's going to be exciting to see something from about thirteen rows up. Not uh, usually what we get in the NHL at some of these buildings, but. I think it's just an opportunity to kind of see something a little bit different. It's not the ultimate situation in Phoenix, obviously, but it, uh, they're dealing with what they have. So it will be exciting to see the mullet arena. Well, I just wish I had a mullet while I was going there. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I don't know if they do it every game, but I know one time they had a mullet giveaway. That, that was the that giveaway. That was opening, opening night. Okay. They had, yeah, they had mullets on every seat for opening night. <laughs> maybe I can find one of those. Yeah, look underneath the bleachers or something. I'm sure yeah, maybe. And I, I, I would look really good on this radio broadcast. <laughs> you know what you need? You need one of those visors with, with the fake hair that, that spits out from the top. Yeah. And, and then also get it in the back. I like those. I, I do, too. They're, they're, it, it, it always leaves the question, is that that person's real hair or, or is it not? I, I don't know, but I can't ask. You just got to yeah. let it go. All right, Troy, great stuff as always. Have a great time in Arizona. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
All right. Thanks, Joe. Good job, bud. All right. Likewise. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman with the call tonight as the Blackhawks fall to the Anaheim Ducks 4-2 to two out in California. The Hawks see their five-game winning streak come to an end. Anaheim picks up its 20th win of the season. It's also... Uh, a game in which they pick up at least a point for the fourth time in their uh, in their last five games. They have been playing better hockey as of late. That trend that I just mentioned uh, carried over from their road trip. So uh, Anaheim's starting to pick up a little bit more steam as they were before. Remember, the Blackhawks were going on that uh, five-game winning streak, and even before that, playing some better hockey as well. So that did separate the Hawks from Anaheim for a bit. But now the Hawks only one win ahead of Anaheim. Uh, on the uh, overall standings. Luke Richardson is talking with the media. Once it's all said and done, we'll hear from the Blackhawks head coach who uh, sees his team now 2-1-0 and on this road trip. They'll wrap up things tomorrow from the Mullet Arena against the Arizona Coyotes. It'll be the Hawks' first visit over there to uh, the small venue, but the very intimate venue. We've talked about it before. It just seems like a, a really cool, unique place, which, again, wasn't everyone's first choice, but kind of what they had to do but it does seem like the Arizona Coyotes are making the best of the situation. Uh, Want to get into a few of the Blackhawks' newcomers tonight. We mentioned Andreas England with four shots on goal tonight. That co-led the Blackhawks. He and Max Domi and David Gust, who only played in his second NHL game uh, tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, all three of them had four shots on goal. That co-led for the Hawks. It was second in the game. Uh, Derek Grant had the most with five shots on goal tonight. But Englund, not even so much the shots on goal, just getting right into the mix defensively and showing off the physicality, too. He had a hard hit on Max Jones right in front of the Blackhawks bench, and then another one for good measure as Jones was down on his knees on the ice, and Englund just gave him another shove and chirped at him a little bit as he went over to the Blackhawks bench. So a very quick fit into this Blackhawks defense and he, he, So he replaces Jack Johnson, at least in terms of the trade, and it seemed like he came into the Blackhawks locker room with a big grin on his face and only excited about the optimistic aspects of this trade. I mean, it'd be very easy for a guy to come in with a bit of a sour attitude coming from the Colorado Avalanche, who are the reigning Stanley Cup champions, obviously looking for a playoff run this season, but uh, had nothing but good things to say about this move and, and an opportunity to get more playing time. And clearly, that's probably the biggest aspect for him, but also just coming into the environment and, and fitting in so quickly is uh, got to be a positive thing, too. You might remember when we were talking about this kind of stuff when the Blackhawks made that Brandon Hagel trade last season, and they bring in Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish, who are two guys on a team that are looking for their third straight Stanley Cup, but they instantly embraced the new scene change and their new opportunities with this Blackhawks team. And I mentioned this in the pregame, how the recent Blackhawks trade that they just had with the Toronto Maple Leafs earlier today... Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe, go to Toronto. In return, the Blackhawks get a couple of players and a couple of draft picks. Now, yes, the trade is based around the draft picks that the Blackhawks acquire, but you never know what a scene change can do for a couple of new players. Like Taylor Radish has been doing on this Blackhawks team, he was definitely a depth guy for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but that's because of all the talent that the Tampa Bay Lightning have Taylor Radish comes over to this Blackhawks roster, and then all of a sudden he's maybe a second or third line guy. He's been playing a ton of time on the second line. 
Uh, he's done a great job of finding chemistry with a couple of different players this year, and now all of a sudden he's definitely talked about as a possible piece for this Blackhawks team moving forward and their potential success in the coming years. So you never know if that can happen with Joey Anderson or Pavel Gogolev. Gogolev was assigned to the Rockford Ice Hogs right away today. Um, but again, Kyle Davidson gets a couple of things with those upcoming draft picks. Again, it's a first-rounder, a top-ten protected first-rounder, I should say, in 2025, and a second-rounder in 2026. Now, that gives the Blackhawks three, I take that back, two first-round picks over the next three years. And I know there was some criticism about why didn't he go for some draft picks for this season. Again, he's got two first-round picks this year. Uh, he's got two first-round picks, or rather two second-round picks for this upcoming year. And then the following season, two first-round picks and three second-round picks. So he is stack uh, stockpiling these draft picks. Now, to pick up another first-rounder in 2025 does a couple of things. It spreads the wealth, gives you the opportunity to have two draft picks two years from now. So if you want to use those draft picks, you can If you want to use it as an asset or currency, as he calls it, and he actually talked with the radio crew before the game tonight, we're going to play some of that in this postgame show, that can be trade bait. So it's, it's multiple assets that he pulls by grabbing these draft picks. And listen, I'm one of the biggest Sam Lafferty fans out there. Absolutely loved Jake McCabe. Lafferty's a free agent after next season. Jake McCabe's a free agent. Uh, not after this season or the following season, but the one after that. No, I take that back. This, No, I believe I was right the first time. I- I'll double-check later on. Either way, there's no guarantee that those guys are going to be here the next time the Blackhawks are successful. And the Hawks aren't going to the playoffs this year. So that is why it's important to move these guys while you still have some value with them being on the roster right now. And I am a fan of what... Kyle Davidson has done to move them. You can always want more. I, I understand fans maybe want more or a higher draft pick or maybe a prospect, but I, I do still think that combining them, I know Charlie Romeliotis of NBC Sports Chicago was mentioning that combining both McCabe and Lafferty gave Davidson the better attempt to gain a bigger, uh, better asset. Rather, he, uh, he got the full potential when combining those two players. And none of these trades are going to be decided until some of these draft picks get drafted, get developed, and come up to the NHL. It's a long road, and that's what a rebuild entails. So I I really don't think it's fair to just totally judge the entire trade right here, right now, when it's not even, what, eight hours old? we got plenty to get to. We're going to hear from Luke Richardson, the Blackhawks head coach, but we got to get to a break. Hawks fall to the Anaheim Ducks 4-2 to tonight from California. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 1230 on 720 WGN. Hawks fall to the Anaheim Ducks 4-2 to tonight in California. They see their five-game winning streak come to an end. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 1230 tonight. Our three-star selection is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider, with your collision repair needs, visit carstar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. All three of them are Anaheim Ducks, the number three star Cam Fowler, the number two star Troy Terry, the number one star 
Mason McTavish. Uh, Hawks see their five-game winning streak come to an end. It's their first loss on this road trip, but man, has it been a uh, complicated road for Luke Richardson. He's done a great job this year, but it's got to be tough with all these moving pieces. Let's hear from the Blackhawks head coach after the loss. Uh, we had some good ozone time. I thought, you know, uh, a lot of specialty t- uh, teams time tonight. So on both both sides. So I thought, you know, we did well on the uh, the special teams. I thought we got, you know, the two and they got the one. So I thought we did a great job in the five on three. And um, but you know, and that just takes a little bit out of some guys and uh, puts a little more stress on some guys. So uh, you know, with a little bit of a, a short staff tonight, especially with uh, Blackwell going down. Um, you know, midway through the game, we lost a penalty killer too. So that kind of uh, put a little bit of a wrench in things. But uh, we just had to juggle some lines a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, that, uh, you know, the end of the, the goal at the end of the second, that kind of hurt. You know, I thought we were playing good and we had some good ozone time, scored a, a real nice power play goal. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of had to fight uphill after that. And then it's hard to do that when you had to kill off five on three. What's the update on Blackwell? Uh, he's probably going to be out for a little while. Yeah, uh, he's got a uh, you know bull groin, and um, you know I think Rads will be okay. He took a, a bang too, but he should be all right. And hopefully that means Kershev will be over the uh, uh, the sickness by tomorrow. We're hoping that. It's good to see uh, JJ and, and Tenorti out there. Guys have been kind of in and out for stretches of time. Yeah, you know what? I thought they both played great. I, I didn't think that was a penalty, but that's uh, how they saw it. I thought that was a really good hit, and I think he had a couple good hits on uh, uh, Zegras tonight, which uh, kind of kept him a little quiet, too. I think uh, that's what he does. He gives us a f- physical presence out there. He's uh, vocal on, on the ice, vocal on the bench, and, uh, you know, JJ's big guy that can skate, so he gave us some good shifts out there as well. What, what do you think of the newcomers? Uh, good. You know, I just, uh, I think uh, Anglin plays the way he plays. He, he's a big man. He plays hard, uh, blocks shots, which we saw there in the third period, um, and just keeps his game simple. That's what he is, a defensive defenseman and uh, a real physical guy. So another big guy that's physical back there is great. And, uh, you know, Joey, you know, I mean, he, he was unlucky uh, on a goal there, really nothing to do with it. Uh, goal against at the end of the second period so uh you know but he had lots of energy out there tonight he was really trying to um you know pay attention to detail on things and unfortunately he didn't get a lot of specialty time uh team's time he was uh, in the penalty kill a couple times but uh with all the power plays both sides it's cut into his ice time as well you came in here with a five-game win streak. Is there something you want to do to get that going again? Um, you know what? We're, we've got a lot of new players right now, so we're just going to have to find a new rhythm, uh, you know, some new line combinations and deep pairings. So, uh, but you know what? These guys have been resilient even tonight. They push right to the end, so I, I, I never count this uh, group out. So it would be nice to, uh, uh, you know, get a win here uh, next game on finish off the road trip uh, on a good note and then uh, take it home for a few games. You only get two more assists in the seven-game point streak now. What, what have you noticed? You know what? He's uh, he's really pushing pushing it out there, pushing the pace. Uh, he had a really nice shot in the third period. I thought it was in. I think it hit a foot uh, right at the last second. Uh, made nice plays on the power play uh, on the entries. Um, you know that led to two assists on on there. And uh, you know what? He's just going to take a little bit more of a leadership role uh, with other guys out. Yeah, seven-game point streak for Max Domi now, who had two assists in tonight's game. His career high is an 11-game point streak. He had it in 2018 with Montreal. Uh, Leo from Albuquerque, our buddy, the goalie out there, is asking, can we keep Max Domi? Uh, I'm with you, and I'm not with you. I am very intrigued to see what the Blackhawks would get from Max Domi. I feel like, especially as of late, he has uh, been increasing his trade value. A big reason of that 
was uh, all the success he was having with Patrick Kane. But Domi's been probably the most consistent skater uh, all season long for the Blackhawks. I mean, he leads the team in goals and assists, picked up his 30th and 31st this season. But uh, Domi just doing a lot of good things. But again, he's fitting real well in this locker room with this Blackhawks team. That's something that Troy Murray was talking about uh, earlier in the broadcast. So, uh, again, I understand why Max Domi is such an easy guy to like and root for, but I would be very intrigued to see what the Blackhawks could get for him. Now, even if they were to move him, nothing's there to say that they couldn't re-sign him for, who knows, maybe another one-year deal, maybe something a little bit longer, but it definitely seems like he's been enjoying his time here in Chicago, and clearly it's been reciprocated by the Blackhawks fans. Uh, We'll go ahead and give our player with the most heart, which is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations, to Colin Blackwell, because Blackwell left this game after a really gritty play, and it's just kind of the type of play that Colin Blackwell brings this year. Hardworking, never giving up on a play, hard-nosed effort. Uh, Anaheim's on a power play. There's a loose puck in the neutral zone. Colin Blackwell races down for it, falls down to the ice as uh, he got tangled up with one of the Anaheim Ducks, kind of crashed into the boards, got up limping, didn't come back. Rough to see him out. Luke Richardson just said that he's going to be out for a little while. That's not great to hear, especially with the trade deadline looming and the Blackhawks possibly losing more and more pieces. Blackwell is a guy that you would love to see get uh, more responsibility. He's been already earning the playing time as of late, but uh, hope the best for Colin Blackwell. Also from the 608, our buddy Dexter in Bolingbrook. What's with the musical goalies? Pick a starting goalie. None of these wins mean nothing if they lose to Nashville. Not sure where the Nashville sentiment comes in, but uh, the goaltending's been pretty solid all around. And uh, Peter Mrazek actually has played in back-to-back games. It's going to be Staylock tomorrow, but that's because it's back-to-back nights, and Staylock just got activated from injured reserve, so it makes all the sense in the world to have Staylock go against the Arizona Coyotes tomorrow night. Let's hear how it sounded at the Honda Center, and we begin in the first period very early on when the Blackhawks struck first on just their fifth shot on goal. Domi to Johnson, top of the left circle. He fires, he scores! Tyler Johnson with a bullet! Over the blocker of Dostal, it's a power play goal, and the Hawks lead 1-0. That is our perfect play of the first period, which is sponsored by Perfect Home Services for all your home's heating, cooling, and plumbing needs. Nothing less than perfect will do. Great to see Tyler Johnson capitalize on the power play. Hawks quickly with a 1-0 lead. And again, they held the majority of that momentum to start the game. But then Anaheim was able to even things out a little bit. And uh, they ended up tying things up later on in the first. Mason McTavish the other way for Anaheim. Detroit Terry over the Hawk line. Fed the left circle. Lindestrom shoots and scores. Well, that was a perfect pass from Troy Terry. Found the passing lane and put it right onto the blade of the stick of Isaac Lindestrom, who fires it past Morazic. And with 6.42 left in the first, we're tied at one. It was a great pass from Troy Terry, traveling about three-fourths the length of the ice as Anaheim tied things up. After that, Hawks continued their momentum, their physical play, but Anaheim was keeping up to par with the Hawks at that point. It wasn't until towards the end of the first period that the Ducks were able to grab their first lead. Now Klingberg again in the high slot to Vetrano, top of the right wing circle, back over to Klingberg, top of the left, sent it toward the net, they score! This is Jakob Silverberg redirecting this pass, 
past Morazic. And it was a pass. It's a power play goal. The Ducks lead 2-1. to one. Hawks would end that period down 2-1 despite out shooting Anaheim 9-8. to The beginning of the second period is uh, when Colin Blackwell went down, as we just mentioned, trying to kill off a good chunk of Anaheim's power play. He did do that, but it did cost him the rest of the game. And uh, as Luke Richardson later on said, he's going to be out for a little while. Not great to hear. Uh, later on, Anaheim went on the penalty kill after a Simone Benoit high-sticking penalty. But for the first time since January 14th against Seattle, the Blackhawks got two power play goals. Domi at center ice to Tyler Johnson. Over the duck line. Drops it off to Domi. Left circle back across. Athanasiu shoots and scores! Outstanding playmaking by the Hawks. Tyler Johnson crisscrossing with Domi into the duck zone. Handed Domi the puck and from the left circle. He whipped it across to the right circle. And Athanasiu gunned a one-timer into the top shelf. Power play goal. We're tied at two. Real good puck movement coming from the Hawks, especially from Domi to Athanasiu. Great to see Athanasiu get back on the score sheet. Tied this game up at two. But just like the first period, Anaheim was able to sneak in a late lead in the second. Now Murphy at the Hawk line, works the puck free, but McTavish took it back into the Hawk zone. Venezuela Jones shoots and scores. A good play by Mason McTavish to strip that puck away. Now Max Jones barreling down the slot. Get him with a perfect pass. A little deke and a shot by Jones. It's 3-2 Anaheim. The only goal of the third period came from Troy Terry. It gave Anaheim a 4-2 lead and eventually a 4-2 win. But you know what? It was a very impressive goal. Here's John Weidman's call of it. Troy Terry into the hawk zone, right point. Put the puck down to the right wing corner. McTavish got it to Terry in front. Terry with a backhand shot. He scored from an impossible angle. Troy Terry... Deke, Peter Morazic down to the ice and took the puck all the way around over by the goal line and fired a backhander that hit the inside of the crossbar and ricocheted into a hawk net. 4-2 Anaheim. It was a great feed from Mason McTavish along the backboards. Just an improbable pass from McTavish below the goal line. And then Troy Terry just looking calm and cool as ever, taking it to the right of Peter Morazic, taking his time, being patient with it, went with a backhander. It ended up going off of Max Domi, who was in the crease, and that gave Anaheim a 4-2 lead. Later on, the Hawks did a great job of killing off a 5-on-3 penalty. Again, special teams looked really good for the Hawks tonight. Two power play goals. They killed off four of their five penalties, but unfortunately they fall and end their winning streak at five games with a 4-2 loss tonight. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll hear from Jujar Kara, who played in his first game back in 26 contests, and Joey Anderson, who made his Blackhawks debut after being traded to the Hawks just earlier today. Sounds like he had a crazy commute coming from Seattle. We'll hear from them and you on the Blackhawks postgame show, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. Hawks fall to the Ducks. You're listening to the postgame show on 720 WGN. The Blackhawks see their five-game winning streak come to an end. They fall to Anaheim tonight, 4-2. to It's actually the Hawks' first regulation loss to the Anaheim Ducks in their last 10 contests against them. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, taking you up to 12.30 tonight. You might have heard Troy Murray talk about it earlier in the broadcast, giving a few stick taps to Tony Oman, who's in charge of all the travel itinerary and everything that the Blackhawks do on the road. And boy, has he been put to the test the past couple of days, getting guys out, 
getting guys in. Joey Anderson was a Toronto Maple Leaf this morning. He was in Seattle with the team. He made it down to Anaheim just in time to join the Blackhawks for his first game. Let's hear from one of the newest Chicago Blackhawks. What was your, uh, your, your day like today? I uh, found out about the trade at about 10.30 out here and um, got on a flight an hour later at 11.30 and got pretty much to the hotel right as they were leaving, so just grabbed a quick bite to eat and came over. What was the, I guess, the process of informing you? What was your reaction? Uh, I don't know if I'd call it shock, just because at this time of the year you never know. Um, but you're never really expecting it, so um, obviously a little, um, you know, just a little shock. But um, just called my wife and family and let them know everything that's going on. And um, you know, they're excited to be closer to home and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, we're uh, excited for the opportunity. How do you look at this opportunity coming here? Uh, you know, I think kind of the same way I've approached my other opportunities. It's just take it every, you know, one day at a time and um, try and, you know, have a better day than the last and, and get better and help uh, help move the program forward here in Chicago now. And um, that's just been kind of my, my mindset everywhere I've gone. So just kind of try and keep that same uh, rhythm. What was it like jumping straight into a game? How did you try to integrate yourself with your new teammates? Oh, they were great. You know, they uh, welcomed me in really nicely, and um, obviously the game didn't, didn't go quite as we would have hoped. But uh, you know, it's uh, a good group of guys, and uh, you know, I'm uh, like I said, I'm excited to be a part of it, and, and uh, you know, hopefully build towards something. How do you describe your game? Just try to be hardworking, two way. You're not gonna. It's nothing flashy. Just see a play in front of me, I'm going to make it and try and get to the net, be good defensively. Um, some call it low event hockey, but I think it's, it's efficient and, um, you know, for the most part, coaches know what they're going to get. Again, a big thanks to Ben Pope and to NBC Sports Chicago for this postgame sound after the Hawks fall to the Anaheim Ducks 4-2. to Joey Anderson involved in the Sam Lafferty-Jake McCabe deal to the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you didn't hear us talking about it in one of the intermissions, Sam Lafferty, who again has kind of just won the respect from so many Blackhawks fans and so many people in this organization, passed along a message to one of the Twitter admins of the Chicago Blackhawks Twitter and just texted over one of the most sincere messages ever. Sam Lafferty says, I want to thank the Blackhawks for these last two seasons. When I was traded here, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm grateful for everything that's happened since then. The team gave me an opportunity to play. The fans at the United Center were incredible, and my teammates have become great friends. I'm going to miss it, but I'm very excited for what's ahead. I loved my time in Chicago, and I wish this team and the fan base all the best. Again, Sam Lafferty just doing all the right things since coming over here from Pittsburgh. And don't forget, that was the first move that Kyle Davidson has made. As Troy mentioned, acquired for Alex Nylander, who hasn't even played in the NHL since... And now the Blackhawks get two players and two draft picks, thanks to Sam Lafferty and Jake McCabe. It was also great to see Jujar Kara back on the ice, his first game back in the last 26 contests. Let's hear what he had to say to the media. How was it to be back out there? Uh, It's good. It's fun. Um, You know, I mean, no matter how the night goes, I think it's, you know, just to get to play hockey again after couple months i mean it's always fun but uh definitely stuff to to work on and uh get my footing back what was this process like the past few months for you um 
frustrating. Uh, it was one of those things where uh, there was a lot of rest involved, and um, you know, especially us. You know, we want to be active and and all that, but it was just um, you know trying to get back and trying to not get frustrated because it was something that you know I could control. It was something that the body had to go through. So um, you know, glad to be back. Was this connected to the back surgery you had last year? Um, I can't say yes or no because I don't know the answer to that either. But, um, I mean, I'm sure it all ties in together. But, I mean, the main thing now is this is probably the best I've felt and best I've moved in, in a while. So, um, you know, it's good to be back. How did you feel the game was played tonight? It's a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of back and forth. A uh, high-paced game. I mean, uh, they have a lot of skill on that side. And, um it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, you know, back and forth more so than zone time and all that. But, um, you know, I think we had our chances, but uh, they just didn't go in. Does this feel like a different team at all? I mean, you guys had a, obviously a bunch of guys coming from Rockford. There's new guys being traded. And does it feel like you reset the identity a little bit? Or? It's definitely a different team. Um, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different guys in here that we didn't have at the start of the year. And, um, you know, it's just... We have a good group of guys, and um, you know I think they're going to be great additions. And it's just going to uh, take time to uh, build that chemistry on the ice. And you know it'd be nice if it happened overnight, but um, you know it's something that our team has to go through, and that we're going to persevere and move on. How, how are you feeling better? I guess what what's the difference from from before the season? Um, well, it's just just my movement and stuff like that. I think uh, I got a lot of stuff corrected on how I was moving and uh, just skating and all that. So um, just mentally, I think it's it's the biggest thing, kind of playing pain-free. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully nothing but more gradual improvement for Jujar Kara moving forward. We uh, shared Sam Lafferty's farewell sentiment, so I think it's only fair that we share Jack Johnson's as well. Again, Johnson traded back to the Colorado Avalanche yesterday, well, it's actually two days ago now, as we're officially into Tuesday, uh, by Kyle Davidson, and in return, the Blackhawks received Andreas Englund. But Jack Johnson uh, expressed his tenure here with the Blackhawks, which was less than a year, saying, no, I never asked for any trade. Kyle Davidson was unbelievable with his communication with me. He said there's an opportunity to come back, and he said he'd like to help to do that for me. Like I said, I have nothing but unreal things to say about Chicago. Players, management, coaches, everyone. I had such a great experience with them. The GMs were the one that made that happen. I never asked for anything. Uh, I think that's important to show that Kyle Davidson is uh, on good graces with players that maybe aren't part of the rebuild, aren't part of the Blackhawks' success moving forward. But I think it's important to show those relationships that he's developing with these types of guys because that word gets around the league. And tell you what, players want to go to places like that. So it's great to see that Kyle Davidson is creating these types of relationships with players. And again, you know, Andreas Engling coming in this year, who knows what that can turn into. He's going to be a free agent after this season, but also gives Jack Johnson a chance to win another cup with the Colorado Avalanche. We've got one more break. We'll take your calls. We'll take your text, 312-981-7200. I got a text from our buddy from the Wells family, and then also we'll hear from Kyle Davidson and take a look around the league before we wrap things up. Hawks fall to the Ducks 4-2 in California. This is the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. One last stop on the Blackhawks postgame show. Hawks fall to the Ducks 4-2. Their next game tomorrow night or tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. 
at the Mullet Arena. I'm Joe Brand. We got a text from the Wells family. They often chime in, 779 area code. Hi, Joe. I have to sadly respectfully disagree with Troy as a longtime Blackhawks fan and my daughters and son growing up with 88 and 19. So, yeah, it hurts a lot. I don't think Troy was saying that it shouldn't hurt. Believe me, I bet it hurts Troy Murray. I think it's just with everything that's gone on this year, with all the speculation that Patrick Kane will be moved, the unlikelihood of them returning to the Blackhawks after this season, I think it's just something that you might have to come to agreement with because Kyle Davidson has a lot on his plate. Speaking of Kyle Davidson, he chatted with the TV crew before tonight's game with Chris Fosters and Patrick Sharp. Let's play some of that. Here all this entire trip, Kyle, Sharpie and I thought that, that you were along to spend more time with us. <laughs> Turns out you had some pretty big cards and tricks up your sleeve. A big trade coming out this morning that the Blackhawks are trading defenseman Jake McCabe and forward Sam Lafferty to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a couple draft picks and a couple prospects as well. What fires you up about the trade as far as the Blackhawks return? Yeah, I think I think for the the main thing is is just the futures that we get. And you know, we're we're in in the midst of this rebuild and and future assets are what we're looking for and, and we got some really high value ones in a first round pick and a second round pick. Um, during a couple of years, but we've also got some picks in the interim that we didn't want to stack too many in all in one draft or, or, or two drafts that now we've got a couple down the road and, and we can uh, we can use those uh, to pick players or we can use them uh, you know as currency in the trade market. Yeah, what do you mean by that currency? I heard you say that this morning yeah. as well. Uh, I guess not every draft pick has to come through as a player selection. You can do a lot with those picks. Yeah, I think you know by by the time we get to those drafts, we'll have a much better idea of where we're at with the with the prospect pool and how guys are developing. Um, and then you know if, if we feel the need or something comes available in the trade market to use some of those assets we've got down the road, we can fill holes that way. And so it's it's you know it you can be flexible with it. You don't just have to acquire a pick and make the pick when it comes. You can you can you can move it in the interim right blackhawks with a 2025 first round pick and a 2026 second round pick in the trade with toronto today sam lafferty was the first player that you acquired as general manager of the blackhawks was it hard to trade him yeah it, honestly it's hard to trade anyone it's not it's not a fun thing um you know you're you're changing someone's life and and it and you know it's it it disrupts you know a family and so it's not fun and you know sam was the first person sam he he came in as as someone that was kind of fighting to get in the lineup and has established himself as a very and he's earned that right too sharp yeah absolutely that's a good point everybody seems to talk from the player's perspective come trade deadline i know i've been asked a handful of times the last few days what were your feelings when you were a player and your name was mentioned how are you holding up big fella you got the young family at home you're the general manager this is a busy time for you it is a busy time and uh, you know all i can think about is thinking about a lot the last couple days is lucky to have the wife i have <laughs> because she's uh, she's holding it down back home good and, answer and yeah right yeah and uh you know just that that support's so important can you start to see your vision taking shape for what you want the roster to look like uh, in, in coming seasons, whether it be 2024 or 2025? Yeah, I think it, it takes time, and, and that's that's the the, the main point in, in, in a rebuild is that you have to be patient. And, and I, I think some of the players we brought in in the draft last year and, and some of the players we brought in for agency, um, you know, we're starting to, to develop an identity and uh, we want to play fast, we want to play hard. And um, I think a lot of our... Uh, the players we've brought in lately have have uh, exemplified that, so I'm I'm really happy with that. Yeah, how about some of the guys we're seeing play on the ice, not only all season long, but this road trip? It seems like every time I'm doing a game, we've got someone come up from Rockford and make an impact on the game in the National Hockey League. What's been the focus with the American League team? 
and how's everything going down there? Yeah, it's been going fantastic. Anders Sorensen and the, the coaching staff there has been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, we want to play the same way in Rockford that we play here. So when guys come up to Chicago, there is no real uh, adjustment other than the level. You know, the style of play is the same, and they can uh, they can come up and just play the same way they play in Rockford, and, and it's an easier transition. And so I think we've seen that. Uh, from a lot of the players that have come up, they've they've come up and had success, and uh, and and that's uh, attributed one to the coaching staff down there doing great work, and also to the the fluid system we have from uh, from the AHL to the NHL. Just want to say two moves that Kyle Davidson has made in his short time here: Sam Lafferty, Jason Dickinson have turned out to be a couple of pretty big pieces. One of them obviously used as trade bait for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Five games in the NHL tonight. Let's play a couple highlights. We'll start in Edmonton. Forbert, far side, Pasternak. Shakes up top, shoots, deflected left of the cage. They score! Pavel Zaka would not be denied. Worked his way through a check and while diving, shoveled it over the top and under the crossbar. Bruins three, Oilers two. That's our buddy Judd Surratt of 98.5, the Sports Hub. Boston picked up its seventh straight win, a 3-2 victory over the Edmonton Oilers, despite Connor McDavid with two goals. Oilers have now lost six of their last eight. Let's go to Colorado. Randolph the inboards. Ranson in, reaching for it. Got it. Now it's Comfort. Back to Mingo. He scores! Mingo Ranson Mark Moser of Altitude Sports Network. Miko Rantanen with two goals in that game. Nathan McKinnon extends his point streak to eight games with his eighth goal, 16 points during that span. Colorado on a six-game winning streak, outscoring opponents 25-10. to Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser, ComEd, ComEd Powering Business, Powering Lives, United Airlines, and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. We'll talk to you tomorrow night in Arizona. Hawks fall to the Ducks 4-2, 720 WGN.